Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. How you doing out there? It's Wednesday. Oh boy. I um I had a good day. Wasn't wasn't starting out that way. Got out of bed, brushed my teeth this morning, um, went and meditated, back in bed for a meditation, slept through the whole goddamn thing. I mean the whole thing. I I um I do transcendental meditation if you're wondering. That is where you pretty much say a mantra that you get when you take the course. They give you a mantra and you just say that over and over in your head for 20 minutes in silence or whatever. And um, I just fell back asleep. I probably said the mantra twice in a row and then out. And then I'd wake up and say it once and then out again. Still counts. Still counts. It's pretty nice. I do these like guided meditations a lot of times with this really calming voice of a man named Bob Roth, who once you've gone through the meditation, the TM course, which I recommend if you have the money for it, once you go through the course, you get to listen to this guy anytime, not anytime, but it replays all throughout the day. But you meditate live with like thousands of people listening to his voice and it's so calming and he talks to you about TM and then you all meditate together and then he gives you some quotes afterwards. But he always says that if you spend a whole meditation where you're sleeping or where you're just thinking thoughts the whole time. I mean, that's everyone's biggest fear about meditation is like, I just think the whole time. Well, that's good, actually. That's still meditation. That's your body needed to work through some shit. And you, you, you did it. I don't know. I, I really, it's just, I really recommend meditation. The guy down the street, you know, the 25-year-old the kid who texts me all the time and wants to hang out and I keep pushing that away, even though he's really, really nice. And... um is is very understanding of my flakiness too. Shout out to any guy who I am f- I flake on consistently and they still reach out to me to hang out and they they keep on persevering. Thank you. Because I I don't don't I feel bad some people are like Nikki you just need to tell them no it's never going to happen. But the thing is I might one day be like okay. So keep on trying and I'll keep just ghosting maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm torn. Each day, sometimes I go, I wish they would just get the picture and leave me alone so I wouldn't have to keep saying no because it feels bad to say no. But anyway, this kid writes me all the time. And the other day he wrote me, how do I deal, deal with stress? Because he's starting school and I think he's really stressed out. He lives with his parents too. And, um, and I said meditation. And he goes, how do you meditate? And I was like, that's it's a lot for me to answer. But I pointed him towards the Waking Up app, which if you go and you can't afford it, there's a 28-day course. It used to be a 50-day course. It'll teach you how to meditate. It's not transcendental, but it is. Um, it can be free. If you can't afford it, you just write in, um, go to the app store, read the fine print in the app store. There's an email address. You send them uh, an email saying, I can't afford it, and tell them why. Boom, they'll send you a free year of the subscription, and it's awesome. It's so cool that they do that. I really um, – I just think it's so generous and everyone should model their businesses that way of like giving things away for free if people are honest about not being able to afford them. And then the rest of us pay for the people that can't afford it if you can't afford it. Oh, is that socialism? I don't know. Is it? I'm fine. I am a person who I make a lot of money right now more than, you know, not right now, but I'm doing all right. I don't mind paying more taxes for people who aren't doing okay. I just, 
I've said this before on the podcast. I don't understand rich people who are greedy. You're rich. And I know you worked hard for your money. So did I. But did you? Did you work harder than a janitor? Did you work harder than a garbage man? Did you work harder than someone who passes out in an Amazon fulfillment center? Did you really work harder? Or did you have just a little bit of luck and a little bit of help from mommy and daddy? Maybe you didn't. Maybe you did it all on your own. Still, you don't need all the money that you have. We're not going to last that long. Be generous. I just think that it's it, it discourages me so much to see how mean and greedy some people are. And like I'm going to do um, some shows coming up in Bloomington because I'm a fucking hero in Bloomington, Indiana. I'm not making a dime. I'm doing them because the club needs support. And also I want to get on stage, but I feel bad taking anyone's money for the act that I have right now. It's not in good shape. So I'm doing it. Um, all the money's going to the club to help keep them afloat during this time. It's not because I'm a hero. It's because I have, I have the luxury of not needing to make however much money I would make in a weekend at this small club. It's not a lot anyway. But, you know, I, charity's good. Giving to people, whatever. You guys get it. I hope you get it. God, I don't know. I get off from giving back. The, the most money I've spent in my life has been on helping friends and other people. That's the most money I spend my money on. And I think it should be it should be that way for everyone. And you know the statistics. You've read it before about, uh, and I'm talking to people who are doing well right now. If you have a lot of money, you your happiness is not going to increase past a certain point. It just won't. You think more money is going to make you happy, but once you're like make a living wage, I think it's probably with it. It used to be when I read that book, Stumbling Upon Happiness, which I have actually in this. Oh, I'm staring at it right now. I think the number when I read that book was $100,000 a year. And then any money above that, you aren't any more happy than people who are at that level. And then underneath $100,000, it gets really, you get way less happy with the less money you have. But once you reach a certain point, it doesn't, you're not happier. So what are you doing? People that are, I just, um, I don't get it. But I guess that's why people are rich because they're greedy. Anyway. Um, what was my point in all of this? I hope that got through to even one person who's maybe going to donate to something that they wouldn't have. It does feel good. I feel like it's almost selfish to donate because I get so off on it. Meanwhile, I'm lamenting buying a car for like $12,000. I'm like, it's $12,000. And then I think about some of the money I've lent out to family and friends. And I'm like, why didn't I bat an eye when I lent that much money to that person? And I didn't because, I don't know, it just felt like better doing that. I really didn't care. It's weird. I, I think it's some kind of dysfunction I have where I don't, I'm not good at spending money on myself. So that's, that's a whole nother can of worms. My point was I meditated this morning. Jesus, Nikki, seven minutes in and you haven't even told us about your morning. Got out of the meditation, went to the kitchen, was in a terrible mood. The news is on in the kitchen. I can't stand the news right now. All it is is Trump being a jackass, people that love Trump, the frustration with how much of a jackass he is and yet people still don't care and still support him, it blows my mind. My dad was telling some anecdote about an old man who went out and took down his Trump flag because he heard what Trump had said about the troops, how they were losers. 
or whatever, you know, that quote that was out last week that some people said was false, but then other, I, I forget whether or not it was real. Whether or not he said it, you know he did. Come on. That is the way he talks. As soon as I heard the quote, I was like, yeah, he said that. It's hilarious to call troops losers, by the way, or like wounded soldiers losers. That's the funniest thing. What an idiot to call them that. Like, it's funny because it's so stupid. He's such a fucking moron and has no sense of humor. I heard Michael Cohen the other night talking about him, and he was like, this man has no sense of humor. None. And he really doesn't, you guys. He's almost like um, he just smiles and laughs when other people do. Like, he's almost like as a little – I don't even want to say he's autistic because I don't want to be um, – insulting to anyone on the spectrum to put that man in your category but he like reads people's emotions and then like will display them back to them but he doesn't like have an actual sense of humor he's funny because he's so fucking stupid my friend said it the other day he was like i if he wasn't our president he would be the most hilarious man any ever like you would want that guy around you would want him to be like your uncle just to be like listen to how he talks you know saying that the climate change isn't real and that trees explode like today on the news it was, it was, I'm sorry to get into Trump stuff. There was just some funny stuff today that he heard somewhere that like he heard some anecdote, some little factoid that in Poland or Finland or somewhere they clear the forests and that if you if you clear the, the he just hears one, he hears like a sentence and then he he spouts that out like that's what we should be doing. Like he's such an idiot. It's so funny. He's our president. It's just it's so funny. What is going on? <laughs> He said trees explode. What? And people people really don't believe in climate change. What? I, I get it. It's terrifying. I would love to not believe in it. It's stressing me out so much. So I go out to the, the, the kitchen to make my fucking bowls of oatmeal in the morning, do my light journaling, hang out with my parents, and we've got the, the, the news on. I'm hearing about the hurricanes. I'm hearing about the wildfires. I'm hearing about Trump. I'm hearing – it's just like – nothing good and I just said casually man I don't know how any of these people don't suffer from chronic depression any of these newscasters they must all they have is to focus on this man and talk about him and talk about it's just so depressing where I get depressed is that people don't care about the earth and don't care about animals and don't like I can't even focus on it too much or I get so 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 sad but it's true um they don't when I see these fires I really don't think about people's homes no offense I'm really sorry to all the people who have lost homes I I do think about you it's not like I, I, I can't not obviously if you're losing your only home I'm devastated for you if you're losing your second home it's it sucks but not as bad as you know animals being displaced and just so confused baby birds burning i just i just can't handle it sorry to bum you guys out but climate change is getting fucking gnarly and i go on reddit every night and i read about new icebergs that are melting every single climate change report it's like it's worse than we thought and the people that are saying this are already thought it was pretty damn bad and they're scientists who know what they're talking about i loved the meme i posted today i read a tweet from some guy named Matt Fernandez, I think his name is. He's a comedian. He has a lot of really funny tweets. but um, And I think he goes by Fat Fernandez, F-A-T-T, Fernandez on Twitter. But he wrote a tweet that was like, hurry, let's get the kids back in school so they can become scientists and doctors and we can ignore them. And it's like, yeah, 
Since why is science why is science being ignored in the enemy? It's so weird. And I read this disturbing thing on um, the Starbucks uh, Reddit, which you guys know I'm always combing through. One of the one of the people posting on there said that today or yesterday or the other day, whatever, someone walked in with a Trump 2020 mask, which is ironic. And um, and the person just the person serving them like was confused about their order and like asked them a question back, like an innocent question back and is trying to be as like um, by the book as possible because these people come in trying to like look for a fight, you know, not all of them, some of them. Especially if you're wearing a mask. You're, and listen, I'm one of those people that when I wear vegan stuff or I wear a Biden thing or I wear an anti-Trump thing, I'm looking to pick a fight. Don't, don't, I'm looking for you to, to even say something to me so I can go, uh, what? So apparently this guy was ordering or this woman was ordering. The, per, the, the guy ringing them up had some kind of confusion. The girl goes, oh, it's because I'm wearing this mask? Fuck you. And storms out, goes on Facebook writes a huge post about this Starbucks and how she was discriminated against because she was wearing a Trump 2020 mask. Then they receive harassing calls at Starbucks all day long. They're scared there was going to be some sort of like, you know, um, ambush, like a fucking Molotov cocktail is going to fly through the window. They were like scared all day. These poor people working, you know, making $13 an hour to be screamed at and harassed on the phone while they're... I mean, be nice to Starbucks employees. That's all I have to say. These poor fucking people. I need to interview one. I'm so fascinated by their culture. But did you see my Instagram story today? My dad told me another fucking sad thing. This guy in our neighborhood, he's like 90, 91. He rides around on this recumbent bike, like a three-seater, two wheels behind him, one in front, you know, and that you lay down. And he's always run, riding around on it in our, in our subdivision, has a little flag on it. And, and uh, a couple weeks ago, my dad was like, he, he got a Biden sign on it. He has a Biden sign on the back. It's really cool. And he was really, really happy. And then he t- told me today that he talked to him yesterday, ran into him. He goes, why, why'd you take the Biden sign off? And the guy said, because I was getting run off the road. And people were throwing trash at me and cussing me out as they drove by. And I felt unsafe. A 91-year-old man. And then I had someone, I posted it on my Instagram story, and I had someone write to me that they're a Trump supporter. And they said, the same thing happens to us. So we're all fucking mad at each other. I mean, uh, I got to be honest, my hatred for people who like Trump is as as um, strong as your hatred, their hatred for us. And it's not that's not good. I'm not proud of that. I wish that I could have more empathy. And I you listen, if I were them, I would like Trump, too, because they were born into a body and to with parents and an education that made them think that he's good and they can't help it. And if I were them, I would feel the same way. So that is true. But I still just am like, how can you like him? Whatever. So it was depressing me. And and then I got into a fight with my parents about watching the news. And I was like, we have to turn it off. I can't handle hearing this. It, It just makes me so sad. Then I was in a fucking terrible mood. I went to Starbucks. Picked a fight. Just kidding. Um... Yeah, I just feel I felt bad. I felt bad being there because I just read so much about how much just Starbucks employees hate hate all the people that go there. I'm always just like, thank you, good sir, thank you, thank you so much for my drink. I don't complain about anything. I'm gonna start tipping, but I tip on my um, app. You can tip on the app, by the way. It's very confusing, but you can figure out a way to do it. 
we should be tipping anyone who's working right now during the pandemic. Tip, 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 tip. Went and played pickleball with some friends today. Ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend's brother, fellow comedian, another comedian, another comedian, a friend. It was a good group. I played, I played, I tried. It was fun. I sat out a lot, had some good laughs. I was kind of freaking out earlier today because when I went to Starbucks, you know, like I said before, this morning I asked my dad if I could borrow his car and there was a toot, you know. He went and test drove three cars with me yesterday. We had a lot of fun together. It was a great father-daughter bonding day. But he wants me to, to, you know, get a car. And I'm not ready to get one because, first of all, I thought about why am I getting a car if I could live in New York next month? And I don't need a car there. So then I just bought a car for no reason. Another dumb expense that I fucked up. I'm not ready to do it. I said, what would you do, Dad? He was like, maybe rent a car. So I, got, I tried to rent a car for two weeks. All the cars are just fucking sold out in my town. Not all of them. There was a Nissan Pathfinder. It's going to cost me $400 to rent it for two weeks. I was like, I don't want to drive a fucking Nissan Pathfinder. I was like, Dad, teach me how to drive a stick because my dad has two cars. The new one he just got is the one I've been driving because it's not a stick and I know how to drive it. But it's new, and he wants to drive his new car. He doesn't want to drive his old stick shift, but I don't know how to drive a stick shift. So I came home, and I said, Dad, look, teach me how to drive a stick shift, and then I won't borrow your new car anymore. And he goes, I can't teach you on the stick shift. I can't teach you on that car. It's too old of a car. You're gonna, you're, you can't learn on that car. It's too old. It's going to ruin it. So I can't learn stick shift. What the fuck do I do? So I go to, I, I, I go to uh, Pickleball. My friend Sean picks me up. You've heard him on the podcast. We drive over there. My ex-boyfriend's like, what are you going to do about the car thing? I'm like, I don't know, man. It fucking sucks. I don't have a car. I tried to rent one. Told him the whole spiel. He goes, Glaze, that's what he calls me. He goes, you need to get a car. This is like causing you so much. I feel like if you get one, you'll you'll feel better. If you don't feel, you'll just feel better if you make a decision. You can always sell it, whatever. And I was like, you're right. He goes, do you want my car? Because I could drive my mom's car. Do you want my car to drive for a couple weeks? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, because I'll, I'll let you drive. I don't care. Like, I'll just drive my mom's car. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, totally. Because you want, you want to go test, want to go drive it around? I was like, fuck yeah, I do. Anything to stop playing pickleball. So we went in his car. It's fucking awesome. It's a uh, 1989 Land Cruiser. It's so cool looking. We went and drove it around. I drove past my old high school and I screamed at them. Uh, I made it. Look at me, I made it. He's like, I'm driving my ex-boyfriend's car. I'm like, my dr- I got a boyfriend. I once had a boyfriend, KHS. Suck my dick. Then I peeled out. Um, and so he gave me his car to borrow for a couple weeks. I don't know how long, but it's fucking, it's so cool. I love like an old car. And as soon as I pulled out of the pickleball courts with his car, a hot guy on a uh, biking by drove by and uh, said cool car to me. And I looked cool. I was like, I'm getting dudes in my ex-boyfriend's car from driving his, like it's, it was, I just felt cool. And now I have a car and, um, and he was happy to give it to me. I felt like he was, it made him feel good. Giving feels good. So I have a car. So I feel better about that. 
instantly improved my mood to not be dependent on my parents for a car. I'm like, yeah, I have my own and it's my ex-boyfriend's. Remember him? Um, so that was nice. Came home, walked the dogs, ran into some kids on my dog walk. Two boys approached me. They're probably like eight years old. They came up. They're like, can we pet your dogs? I have three dogs. I'm walking three dogs. One is 120 pounds. One is 30 pounds. One is like five pounds. You get it. I look ridiculous. These boys came up on their little bikes. And I was like, yeah, you can pet them. And they, of course, they picked their favorite dog, which was Luigi. I was very flattered because that's my dog. And, um, and they were so cute. They were like, can we show you a spider? And I was like, you guys, you don't know what's going on with me and spiders right now. I can't go see your spider. I really wanted to, but these little boys wanted to hang out with me like all day. I felt so flattered. It was really fun to connect with children. And I like forget how fun it is. I think I'm good with kids, maybe. In the sense that I'm like, I'm good. I don't need them. That's a joke I wrote last week. Um, but it was it was really flattering that these little boys wanted to like hang out with me and show me their spider. I was just like, oh, they think I'm cool. I almost wanted to ask them, how old do you think I am? Not because they would be like, you're 12 like us, but like, do you think I'm oh, like 60 or like 30? Like, it's always funny to hear kids like guess how old adults are. But I didn't ask that. They wanted me to, they wanted me to go see their spider. Uh, I was just like, I can't. I like, I just got done seeing a spider and um, he left a couple days ago. Trevor has not been seen again. He is long gone. I am going to clean up his web. Donate it to Goodwill. What do you do with your ex-spider's web? I don't know. I haven't cleaned it up yet because I'm thinking maybe he'll come back, but it's he's long gone. The web is getting webs on it. Oh, Trevor. Then I um, got done with the walk, came back here, um, played guitar for a bit. Getting a little bit better, gotta say. Not too shabby. My dad's playing this weekend on a float. See, there's this um, thing called the Green Tree Parade that happens in Kirkwood, Missouri, where I'm from every fall. And there's a big parade, and then there's usually a huge, like, fair that stretches out over this big park. And it used to be, like, the social event, the most fun thing to do in a September weekend in Kirkwood, Missouri. I have a lot of memories from that that parade the the Kirkwood pep club that I used to be on, which was all the popular kids. But one year they had an initiative that it was too much of a popularity contest being in the, the pep club. So they were like, we got to get some dorks up in this bitch. So um, I literally was like, um, what do they call it? Um, when you force uh, people to join something or you like accept people into something that maybe don't qualify, but you want to diversify it with the people that that word was used to incorporate more dorks into the popular kids club. I got in cause I was a peripheral dork. Like, you know, I hung with dorks, I hung with the cool kids, a couple of the cool kids like me. I was never like fully in, never had a boyfriend. Um, but I got in the pep club. It was really fun. There was this guy that was older than me in it. And he was a, he became a pretty good friend. He, he was so hot. Oh, my God. My, it was my first kiss. I told you about my first kiss. It was like an assault. And it, was, it happened the night before the Green Tree Parade. 2000, I think it was. Yeah, this is pre-9-11 for sure. 
we were hanging out the night before. It was after a football game. Football game on Friday night. Pet Club would always be at the football game. We're on the track, running around, doing skits, painting our faces, screaming next to the band. Um, and then we, him and I went and hung out at his, his parents' house, which was, I drove past today in, in my ex-boyfriend's car and looked, looked at the house where I was first, uh, assaulted by a man. And, uh, afterwards we were hanging out and, uh, we both, he told me he liked me. I was like, yeah, I like you too. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this boy likes me. He's so hot and he's so cool. And like, I just, we were really good friends, but I just, I thought he liked my friend Taylor. Turns out he liked me. Then he leapt across the room and attacked my face. And it was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? It was my first kiss. So I pushed him off me and he was really embarrassed. So he went into his parents' kitchen, left me in the living room watching Mitch Hedberg on Letterman. I'll never forget it. Drank a bunch of vodka and stuff like that. He was just like slamming cabinets. And I was like, are you, what are you doing? I was like, it's fine. I'm sorry. It was fine. I know that was weird. It's okay. He's like, I'm such an idiot. He's like slamming cabinets and he chugged booze. I'm like, I need to go home. Will you please drive me home? Get in the car. Speeds so fast. Going like 80 and a 30 down the road. The road I drove down today. Back to my parents' house where I am today. Got out of the car. He sped off before I even got my foot on the fucking grass. And I fell out of the car and I yelled, fuck you. His name. Into the night air. I screamed it. And then the next day I had to be on a float with him all day long. Green tree parade. But anyway, my dad's going to be on a float this weekend. So they're, they're, they're canceling the whole festival, but they're still doing the parade. So I'm going to be on a float on Friday with my dad and my brother-in-law and my sister. And I think, I don't know, he's just going to play for four hours. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but we'll see. Um, and I might try to get my dad to learn this song that I've been working on in my voice lessons. You know it, Better Man by Little Big Town. I told you about it before. I'm kind of obsessed with it. And then, uh, you know, the rest of the week, uh, just hanging out, just waiting for the next shoe to drop. I have to get back to, um, I got asked to do something for uh, a show that I really love, a TV show not tv but a, a show that i'm like obsessed with they called me and asked me to do a bit for them and the bit is a little too overtly sexual and i'm a little bit worried about it not sexual on my part it's just like ugh, i don't know it's hard when like your favorite show wants you to participate and you're like i would do anything to be on your show except that but i would also maybe be down to do this two years ago i would have done this in a heartbeat now i'm like i don't know if this is a good look so Jeff Garland just called me a couple hours ago. Uh, we developed a friendship. Um, and he called me. He actually called me because he's been wanting to connect for a while. And he, he likes, he went, we went live together on my Instagram one night. He's done my radio show a couple times. We've always just like been friendly on Instagram and stuff. And, and since then we've exchanged numbers and we've talked a couple times. And um, it was so cool. He just called me because he's like, first of all, I want you to watch my special. And then he also was like, I want you to know I'm not, I just want to be friends with you. I know that you probably get a lot of this and you're probably wondering my intentions and guys can be disgusting. I'm just letting you know that is not what I want from you. I just think you're a great comic. I just think we would be good friends and that's all I'm looking for from you. And I just want to be clear about that because I know that that can be 
probably scary for women. He was just, it was nice. And he goes, of course, you know, you're a beautiful one. He said all those nice things because like, then you could worry, like, not that I would worry. Of course I'm beautiful. I, I fucking get it. But he goes, that's not what I want from you. I just want your friendship. I want you to watch my special and tell me what you think. And I was like, all right. I said, I want, I want your advice, actually. This is a great friendship. And I was like, should I do this thing that I'm worried about? And he said, um, if I heard you doing that thing, I would feel sad for you. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. All I needed to know. Thank you, Jeff Garland, for that advice. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was very uh, – it was much needed. I was feeling kind of low today, and he, he, he definitely made me feel better. He said some nice things about me. And uh, I don't know, lifted my spirits. Sometimes I forget that um, I've done things in this business, that uh, I have value, that I'm funny. You know, I'll tell you, the medication is helping a lot, folks. It's helping a lot. I forgot to take it this morning, and I was a little bit sad. And then I remembered to take it, and now I'm feeling very, very good. It's, it's not like it, uh, it doesn't answer everything, but I think my real problem with depression was that I was feeling unproductive. And at least now, and my, my thoughts would just get out of hand. You know, they would just go too quickly in the wrong direction. And now I feel like uh, I don't let those thoughts go too far. I did take a couple. No, I took one Xanax today because I forgot to take my meds in the morning. And I was like, I feel fucking shitty sitting at Starbucks usually where I feel so great. I'm getting work done. Not like crazy, you know, not ADHD med like, wow, that girl's over there like zeroing in on things and like reading it in too focused, you know, like I just feel like I can get a couple things done, even if it's just like making a list of things I need to get done today. At least I made a fucking list. So I was feeling today at Starbucks, I was just like, I can't do anything. What is going on with me? And then I realized oh, you didn't take your, like, I didn't remember taking my meds. I got home and I counted them all and I was like, yep, didn't do it today. That's why you're sad. It was interesting. It came creeping in. So I took a, um, I'm sorry, not a Xanax. I'm on Klon I took a Klonopin, 0.25 milligrams. It's like very, very light. Um, and I take that when I start to feel real sad and it just kind of snaps me out of it. But I will say that I only have that as needed to use when I start to feel sad or when I feel anxious. And since I've been taking this other stuff, I haven't even needed to take that even once. And so it was interesting that I guess it's like either or. But I'm feeling good. I'm going to go for a little run here. Um, not because I feel compelled to do it because I didn't do it yesterday. I'm just tell telling myself that. Um, it's because it makes me feel good. And I love running to wet ass pussy. I love it. It's so fun. I didn't even get to what I said I was going to get to yesterday. Nikki, come on. Well, good. I have some topics for tomorrow. Oh, Andrew Collins is going to be on the podcast tomorrow. And uh, we wanted to talk about – he told me he wanted to talk about QDs anyway. So we'll talk about that with him. Go watch that clip I told you to talk about uh, – to watch yesterday. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to yesterday's episode to the very end. I pointed you to a, um, a YouTuber who made a great little video compilation about cuties. It's fascinating. Don't go watch cuties. Go read about what's going on in it. But this video makes a, a perfect um, – in 10 minutes, you can, you can catch up to what I know about it. And I know enough to know that it's – I'm horrified by it. Um, what was I going to say? 
yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a run to uh, to just feel. Um, to, oh, to to for wet ass pussy. I love that song. It's so fun. Oh, that's what I want. You know what? I'm gonna give you something to go watch at the end of all of these. That's my new thing. Um, because if you get nothing out of this, at least you get a little recommendation, something short that you can go watch. There is a um, a, 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 if you like the song "Wet Ass Pussy," you will like it so much more after you watch a girl sign it. I know it went viral the other day, but there's a girl who does ASL American Sign Language to "Wet Ass Pussy," and it is so fun to watch her do it. It's so good. And it's almost the people keep saying it's like filthier than the lyrics themselves, but it's just it look it's just empowered me and it made it so fun. And like when I'm running, I like almost start to sign it even though I don't know how to sign it, but once I watched her sign it once, I'm like it's so fun to do stuff with your hands like get a bucket and a mop. I know how to do mop now for that wet ass pussy. But the one thing I will say about wet ass pussy is he brought a phone to, just to take pictures of this wet ass pussy. That's the only reason he brought his phone. You mean this guy's usually leaving his phone at home? Who leaves? Who, first of all, is ever away from their phone? But he brought it just to take pictures of your wet ass pussy? I'm calling bullshit on that. I think he brought it because we can't live without our phones and we're addicted to them. Also, go check out The Social Dilemma on Netflix and learn more about that. Um, until then, I'll, uh, I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. I'll be here with Andrew Collin. So tune into that one. I hope you're having a great week. Keep having one. And uh, squirt squirt jangwat. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 